Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411. Today we are continuing the Mexican adventure, the Mexico adventure. Last week we left off where Laura had kind of just alluded to Mariah that she might have a little something that she needs to talk to Luke about. That is so cute. I know. Did they have at home pregnancy tests then? I don't know. All right, I have to Google. I'm going to be the goofball here. While Amanda's looking that up, we also left off with Frisco finally believing that Felicia is a princess, which we actually haven't really delved too much into that storyline quite yet, because that is going to be on the Frisco and Felicia point of view. Hit the shelves in 1970. Oh, okay. The predictor pregnancy test made by Oregon Pharmaceuticals went for $10. That's really expensive for back then. We could do an entire, oh my gosh, we could do an entire podcast of how much things cost when they debuted versus now. I mean, I feel like they're expensive now. I hate paying what you have to pay for them, but $10 in the 70s, that's crazy. Well, so Google what the inflation rate would be. On, so this was July, or I'm sorry, June 17th, 2015, that this article came out. And it said on Tuesday, the auction house Bonhams sold the original prototype along. Hold it. No, there's a good story behind the home pregnancy test. I I feel like it was created by a woman, but a guy, I'm not even. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. I'll tell you. I think I (laughs) listened to a podcast about this one. All right. Hold on. I'm going to read that. This is from theatlantic.com. When it hit shelves in the 1970s, the predictor pregnancy test made by Oregon Pharmaceuticals went for $10. On Tuesday, the auction house 
Bonhams sold the original prototype along with the first consumer version of the test for $11,875. This was back in 2015. The predictor was the brainchild of a freelance designer named Margaret Crane, Mm -hmm. who had been hired in Oregon in 1967 to work on a new cosmetic line. While touring the company's lab, she wrote in a note accompanying the Bonham sale, I noticed multiple lines of test tubes suspended over a mirrored surface. I was told they were pregnancy tests. Each test tube contained regiments which when combined with a pregnant woman's urine would display a red ring at the base of the test tube as reflected in the mirror. Inspired, she set to work developing a simplified version of the test. At her home in New York, she assembled a plastic paperclip holder, a mirror, a test tube, and a dropper and presented her kit to Oregon a few months later. In 1969, the company applied for a patent in her name. I thought how simple that was, she recalled, of seeing the test for the first time. According to Bonhams, a woman should be able to do that herself. Simple, though, had been a long time in the making. And then it goes on to, like, whatever. But, wow. I'm serious. So, this is not a podcast about how pregnancy tests came about. But if I remember correctly, and this isn't like a woman hating man type thing, but I believe a man took her idea and like tweaked it and therefore, you know, made, but it really came down to her. It's just like that actress that is the whole reason why we have I, I, Bluetooth and stuff. Oh shoot. What was her name? There was some actress like back in like the twenties or thirties that was like insanely intelligent and her hobby, oh, her hobby, of course, her hobby was this. And it actually laid the foundation as to why we have like Bluetooth technology. And that has nothing to do with this. <laughs> so I'm not prepared. I, I just want, I just wondered when you could buy your first pregnancy test because I was born in 1980. Like I've said, but I have many siblings that are well, older than me. And I just wondered, like, when could you actually go to the store and buy a test? Like, well, and so you're also of the age where, do you know the sonograms, like the pictures mm-hmm. were not necessarily always done for our age? No. Like, there's plenty of people my age that were like 1982 that they may or may not have like the little picture. Oh. That, so do you know if you have, does your mom have a picture of you? I know ultrasounds were done. I don't know if she has a picture. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a little fun fact too. (laughs) So not the way that, you know, now basically you got to meet your entire child. They're insane. The detail on them. Mm -hmm. Our friend that just got hers done. I know. And I was like, you can like actually tell that's a baby, not just like a bean in there. (laughs) (laughs) This is our little announcement that we are doing another (laughs) podcast. (laughs) <laughs> all right i just wondered how she i just wondered how she knew it's not it's not but seriously we could have a whole i want to know if laura took a home pregnancy test or if she just had a feeling i don't she, she might have also just gone to the doctors you know every now and again you so go to the doctor and find out you're pregnant what? amanda <laughs> once a month there's an indicator that tells are, women are whether or not they may or may not be it's not always that is also not 100 percent correct Wow. Okay. Because, you know, okay. you can st- it can still happen, okay. even though you are. Mm-hmm. And it can also stop if you're not. Mm-hmm. All right. So now that we know the history of pregnancy tests. Which I you still can- don't know 
know if Laura took one though. That's a good question. That is a really good question. Inside our information, we'll have to see if we can like find. I don't know, dear Jeannie Francis. <laughs> did they pretend that you peed on a stick, or did you just have a feeling, or did you go to a doctor, which is unheard of because nowadays they don't want to talk to you until you're almost two months. Which that's a whole. Mm. <laughs> go ahead. So back at the ranch, Slater arrives posing as a movie producer, and apparently, I guess we're supposed to know who Slater is, but. This is the intro to Slater. Posing as movie producer, and Mariah introduces him to Laura. The gang is back at Sean's dining with gusto. They're going to regroup and try to figure out the next clue. Sean tells them that the symbol is of a church. He explains that how the church incorporated some of the Aztec symbols into new churches to bridge the gap between the religions. Sean identifies which church he believes it's in. Lou calls Laura and tells her that he had some time to go shopping and bought her a pair of boots with LS stamped into the leather, the boot maker's initials. This was such a cute scene because he went over and he pulled up these boots and he's like, Laura would love these. And he looks at, he's like, and they're her size. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know your wife's boot size. I'm like, that's amazing. It's a shame they didn't have baby, baby ones though. And she could have told him she was pregnant and they could have bought baby, baby. Well, they didn't have cell phones. So it's not like he could call her while he was in the store. That's what I'm saying. But then he kind of like flipped them over and was like, LS, why is there LS? Because Laura Spencer. And he's like, he's trying to communicate to the boot maker about how he likes them and asking why it says LS and he's like, Oh, my name, you know, and whatever his name was. Right. But he's like, Oh, my what he's like, my wife, you know, would love these and so he wound up buying them for oh, her. So good job, Luke. Gold star for you. And I mean, in fairness, even if they were quote her size, whenever you're buying a specialty item like boots or like heels or something, they're never our size. I mean, I have shoes in a vast array of sizes, yes. same as pants, because, you know, different cuts, different styles fit differently, but thousand percent kudos to Luke on these are my wife's size. She would love these boots. Oh my gosh. They have her initials on them. So then Slater back at the cattle ranch, Slater comes up to Laura and Laura notices that he is wearing a pair of boots similar to what Luke is describing. Later, Slater approaches Laura and not so subtly questions her about where she is from and what her husband does. Laura turns the tables and asks him about scouting locations and exotic locales such as, oh, I don't know, Mexico? <laughs> Slater draws Laura's suspicions when he claims to have never been to Mexico, though the boots he is wearing indicate otherwise. I how smart she is. She is so smart. And can I just say again breathtakingly beautiful mm. like when you watch these older Jeannie francis is just absolutely gorgeous you know she's she's that little porcelain doll like beautiful absolutely beautiful then back in mexico robert tells holly that they were leaving and she can't come with them this time holly is irate that she can take care of herself as well as they can take care of themselves when she appeals to luke for his support he agrees with robert Ugh. she accuses them both of being sexist. Sean comes in and tells them that the Federals are approaching and sends Luke and Robert out the back door. Sean restrains Holly <gasps> and tells her that this is not the time to argue. <sighs> the police officer is the same one who questioned her at the bazaar and tells her he found no evidence of Luke in the town that she indicated. All she said was that he went north. Exactly. I didn't give you an exact location. Don't yell at me. Nope. Holly is relieved after the officer leaves and Sean is sure that she did great. He assures her that Paco would never be suspicious of a police commissioner's wife. 
Okay. Holly is really annoyed, especially since Luke and Robert seem relieved to leave without her. Oh, I hate when I watch things and then I don't know where they're going to fall in line with these write-ups. But she kept kind of reiterating back to Robert, like, seriously, you think that I can't? Right. You know, you think I can't hold my own? (sighs) Sean observes it is just her pride that is wounded and comp and promises to entertain her while the boys were away, and it would be his pleasure. She retorts, that's exactly what she's afraid of. (laughs) So then back in Port Charles, Felicia heads back to the Aztec exhibit on her own and is taken hostage by a knife-wielding guy who recognized her or her similarity, similarity to the Aztec picture. He wants to know where the ring is. As Frisco approaches, she distracts the guy so Frisco can jump in. Oh, their little first adventure. He warns her that this proves the point that she isn't safe and she has to do as he tells her for her own safety and not to sneak off again. Again, when we talk about the Frisco and Felicia storyline, this is all going to make much more sense. However, she had kind of been warning him about this Mm -hmm. and he hadn't been believing her. Right. She has gotten the message now, though. She is disturbed as she has always thought she could take care of herself and realizes just how much she's danger she's in, which I will kind of give that because... There was some stuff going on. So I understand wanting to be independent, but if Frisco told me to stay put, I feel like I would totally listen. I don't feel like it's necessarily the man that's telling you it. Someone else is also seeing the stuff and it's like, oh, maybe I should pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. I would have a hard time disobeying Frisco is all I'm saying. There's that too. But if someone was behind you and you're like, no, they're fine. And I'd be like, no, 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 Amanda, seriously, they're behind you. They're going to, if you really want me to stand here and stare at you all night, I guess I will stay in and do so. Anyway, back in Mexico, Luke complains about the rat trap they're staying in as the Jeep broke down. Luke is worried about the officer that has been tailing him as he has tailed him to every town and seems to have a nose like a bloodhound where Luke is concerned. Peter and Cruz arrive at the church, but are unable to get to the engraving as they are closed off in preparation for a festival. Luke and Robert arrive next and have no choice, but to head to a local cantina. Oh no. To wait until after the festival. Luke calls Laura again and she tells him she has a surprise for him, but she will wait to see him or wait to tell him until she sees him again. She shares that the work at the inn is going badly as there is one problem after another. She warns him to call her more often if he wants a wife to come home to, which I don't feel like she's leaving, especially if she's having their baby, but okay. Later, Mariah tells... But it's Laura and... I don't think she couldn't take care of the baby. No, 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 no. But she was, like, very... Put the demands down there. And you have to remember, like, we just kind of talked about, like, they didn't have cell phones or anything, and she knows that he's on this dangerous... True. You know, whatever. And she's like, no, seriously, you have to call me. But I... The thing that I loved was how much he really was trying. I mean, he legitimately was like, seriously, guys, I have to call Laura. Yes. Yes. He, he was wasn't dedicated. just. He wasn't flirting with other people. He wanted to talk to her. He noticed other women. Well, I didn't say he didn't know. All men notice other women, but he wasn't trying to get with his other women. He really no. was all about her. Yes. But he was also very much like, guys, seriously, I need to call my wife. Yes. I mean, he was not just, eh, I'll call her when I can. He was very, very, mm-hmm. no, this has to happen, guys. Sorry. Right. 
So later, Mariah tells Laura how Felicia sends the letter to her through Dot. Mariah says that Felicia is more like her daughter than her granddaughter, and she misses her so much, though having Laura there has made it more bearable. Laura tells Mariah that there has been a hole in her heart since her mother's death, and that her and Luke feel like they have found a second family here. Oh, that would have been such See, a good storyline. I love that Luke, like, Luke talk about that now. Well, so that's the thing, is that and I think Laura, that's how I kind of got pulled into. I don't mean to keep interrupting you, but Laura and Felicia have had a lot of scenes together over the past exactly. couple of weeks. And they never bring up the fact that Mariah felt like Laura's family also. Right. Oh, that's not okay. And like, it's understandable that you and I do not remember this since we were four, four. and two. Yeah. When these stories took place. Aww. So, I mean, it, they should bring this up. I want to see yes. this. I want to hear this. This would be nice. Yes. And they should be better friends. They should be better friends. I, I feel, feel like, like this kind of explains Felicia and Luke a little bit more to me. Mm, no, see, that I gives st- me a problem with Felicia and Luke. Oh. Because Felicia and Luke should not have been in whatever they were in whenever she saw Luke and Laura together. She should have stayed away from Laura's man. Even if he wasn't Laura's but, man. Nope. 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 Once Laura's man, always Laura's man. No. Sorry, Ryan. No. <laughs> sorry. I'm kidding. I am kidding. I am kidding. Yes, you could also no. say, sorry, JD. And it would be the same thing. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But you know where I'm going with <laughs> Okay. But, no, but exactly. There is a ton of history here. I feel like they try to make Felicia younger than Laura. She is. But, like, substantially right. younger. And right. she's not. She's only a few years younger. Right. Like, Laura there's definitely, young. like, they could definitely be, like, sisters. Yes. And I at mean, least from... Okay, so... I feel like this is probably all the things that we should be holding for our end, but I feel like we still talk about this stuff during mm-hmm. the show. Like, I never realized how much their lives, like, honest to goodness, intersected. Right. I didn't know. I mean, she's been hanging out with her grandmother, who is teaching her how to knit. And then who she's knows the that first she one is trying to knit. Right. All right. So, yeah, we need to bring all this together, even if they haven't done it yet. I'm there should be way, story. way, way. And Laura should be way more concerned about Peter. Mm-hmm. Because that, I mean, there is nothing that I would not do for any one of your daughters. It makes sense that Anna is Maxie's godmother more now. We haven't gotten even, even gotten to Anna yet, though. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in our personal lives, like, there is nothing I wouldn't do for your girls. And I know that there's not anything that you wouldn't do for my kids. Right. Like, oh, sorry, Matt. <laughs> You don't know Matt as well as you know the girl. I don't know. He's always been... He's so sweet. Okay. We're going to go back to GH. Okay. As Slater continues to throw around his movie-making plans, Laura questions him as to what kind of movies he is making. This was really good. Because, like, Mariah was, like, eating it up. Mariah was just like, oh, that sounds so great. Like, I don't know anything about making... In fairness, if someone were to walk into my house and be, like, talking about making movies, like, I would have no clue. No, it would be your daughter that was like, that's not right. Exactly. (laughs) A thousand percent. Yes. So, as Luke and Robert are hanging out with a bevy of lovely ladies in the cantina, Laura is back home knitting baby booties. A bemused Laura talks about how many wonderful adventures they have had 
but now it is time to move into a new phase of her life. That didn't happen, Laura, but okay. Mariah <gasps> gushes that this baby is so lucky. That's what I was talking about earlier. Parents. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Laura catches Slater going through the mail. He asks her if she has picked up a letter for him. Peter buys binoculars to be able to see the clues. He sees Robert and Luke coming and hides around the corner. And their mailman was a pretty central character back at the ranch. Oh, okay. Clem. Okay. Robert sees the guy with a huge zoom camera and asks if he can check out the zoom. Robert is describing the symbol to Luke as Peter watches. He hits the lever to send the statue crashing to the plaza floor below. Luke sees Peter running off into the distance and they take off in pursuit. The run through what looks like the river walk in San Antonio. I've never been to San Antonio. Neither have I, but I've heard that's absolutely gorgeous. It's supposed to be really pretty. Let's go. Okay. Girls weekend. (laughs) Peter Week. (laughs) on a riverboat and Luke and Robert are forced to jump on the next boat. Peter jumps off and has a small amphitheater filled with tourists watching a folklore. A police officer standing watch on a bridge recognizes Luke and he and some other officers take off in pursuit. Luke and Robert duck into the audience and then take off in a different direction. Robert is concerned about the local authorities alerting the Federals. No. Yes-ish, but Peter jumped on a boat that was full and was ready to take off. Okay. Luke jumped on, like, the next one and is like, let's go! And the guy's like, no, it's we, empty. we have to wait for this thing to load up before. So that's why they had, because he's like, everybody, get off the boat! And no one is going. Mm. So yes. Okay. Thank you for your better (laughs) that that was kind of like suspenseful because it was like, no, you just need like five more people to get on the boat. The next day, Luke hides out in an area that looks very much like the Alamo. I have always wanted to go to the Alamo because of Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Because there's no basement. (laughs) That was like a movie. I have have very few really good memories of me and my dad. And he loved Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and so I always Aww. wanted to go to the Alamo, so we'll have to do that when we take our okay. trip. As Peter comes along, Luke chases after him. The bikes in the basement. The next day, Luke hides out in an area that looks very much like the Alamo. As Peter comes along, Luke chases after him. They fight amongst the old mission buildings. Peter climbs onto the roof. That's where I started I feel laughing. like because you were talking about the Alamo. I need to be on top of this. Robert strolls up and then rushes up when he sees Luke and Peter fighting. Luke is knocked down and Peter takes off. Robert reaches Luke to find his face bloodied and Peter having made his escape. Slater spies on Mariah and discovers she has received a letter from Felicia. He calls to report in that Felicia went to New York to see an exhibit and he promises he will find her. Laura comes in to overhear this last part, her suspicions about Slater growing by the minute. Robert surprises Luke with a reproduction of the hieroglyphics or glyphics as they call it in the ancient Aztec language. Luke points out that it is hard to make out and they decide to return to Sean's villa to get his expertise. Mariah tells Laura that Slater has taken off for some meeting and Laura grabs his briefcase and finds out it's locked. Well, I mean, everyone kind of locks their briefcase, but okay, nice try, Laura. Mariah is curious why Laura doesn't like Slater. She isn't sure. Perhaps he is a phony, but there is something about him that her instincts tell her it's not quite right. Slater returns and catches her trying to break into his case. 
She claims that she was trying to find out who it belongs to as she just found it in the lobby. She observes it is quite heavy, almost like it carries bars of gold. How did that break into that? Slater reports in Slater reports in that Laura is suspicious of him and that if she gets in the way, he will just have to get her out of the way. Dun, dun, dun. No, 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 no. Robert returns back to Sean and finds Holly laying out by the pool. This is where I just love Robert and Holly. He begins kissing her up and down her arm. And when she doesn't wake up, I'm pretty darn sure that she was awake. She was mm-hmm. just ignoring him. Yeah. He jumps in the pool and then soaking wet <laughs> lays on top of her. But if I watched correctly, so here's the thing that stinks. I fell asleep like halfway through oh, this. Come on. No, no, not this specific episode, but like okay. halfway through like this playlist. And I didn't go back because it wasn't like Netflix that I could go back and really figure out where I fell asleep. Right. So I think I fell asleep during the part that you just read. Anyway. So he lays on top of her. They both wind up in the pool because he wound up pulling her in and they were kissing and it was really, really cute. And then Luke fills in Sean on their most recent adventures. As Sean works on the glyphs, Luke calls Laura. She asks him to be careful as she figures it's a lot more dangerous than he's letting on because she's got some good instincts. He hears something in her voice and asks if she's okay. Oh, uh-huh. She doesn't tell him about Slater and tells him she just has a feeling. Luke determines that he will go get Robert. Sean t- suggests that Luke give Robert and Holly some time alone together as they have been separated for a day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Luke doesn't care. Luke's like, I haven't seen my wife in like a month. So, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Luke doesn't care. Oh, you literally just read that sentence. I'm sorry, because it just made sense. <laughs> okay. So Luke then knocks on the Scorpio's door and tells Robert to get moving as Sean has worked out the glyphs. I have to tell you, as I was watching this entire thing, that was my biggest pet peeve, was they kept saying the glyphs. Just say it. I know, but it's it's actually, because I Googled, I was like, oh, really? Ac- they're actually referred to as glyphs. Yeah. I kept getting confused every time like I'm watching it and they're like the glyphs, the glyphs. I was like, is that if you Google it, it's actually shorthand for hieroglyphics. So they're they weren't just being casual with Right, they have their information right, but it makes you think of like the cliffs. We're going to hang out at the cliffs. But not just I mean, they accuse us now of like shortening and like Right. That doesn't make sense. But yet they're shortening hieroglyphics to the glyphs right. back in eighty four. So Holly jumps up to get dressed and starts asking to go with them. And of course, he continues to refuse. They try to get Sean to go with them. And he begs off again as he has pressing business to attend to. Again, remember back when I said in episode one that Sean had been having some little side dealings on all this. There are so many scenes that they are not mentioning in this right up. When Then in Texas, when Mariah's mail arrives... Slater tries to snoop and Laura distracts him by pretty much forcing him to go out to the ranch with her to see some work. So Mariah had said to Laura that she's been getting letters from Felicia. Okay. And they have that Clem who mm-hmm. is a postman. And I guess it's always Mariah's job to like hand out the mail. Okay. Cause she runs the inn. Right. Makes sense. And She's getting suspicious because she thinks that she sees Slater, like, reading Mariah's mail. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. These are all things that we're seeing in these episodes. Got it. 
and they were, I think they were like playing cards or doing something like at the table and Clem had just come in and like dropped off the letters and what have you. And she was like, Oh, I have chickens or something that need looking after or whatever. And is like getting Slater. He's like, it can wait. <laughs> so, I mean, like he was definitely being suspicious. Cause she's like, no, no, no. You know how they say, I don't think it was chickens that had to be looked after. I think it was like some kind of construction or something, but she kept trying to get him to come and it made sense why she was trying to get him to come over. And she's like, Oh, but I'm just a woman. They won't listen to me. Blah, 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 mm. blah. All right. So then back in Mexico, just after Luke and Robert leave, Sean tells Holly that he has been called away on business and is terribly sorry to leave her on her own. He offers her to use one of the cars and says she might take him up on that. Holly is triumphant as she has sabotaged the car that Robert and Luke are driving. Uh-oh. They break down as the radiator is out of water and the boys sit on the sit by the car on the side of the road wondering, what will they do now? I don't know. Maybe Holly will rescue them. Hmm. So then... Peter comes along as Cruz is reporting in with where they are and says they are headed to the jungle. She says she has to go and doesn't want Peter to get suspicious. Poor Peter looks devastated at her portrayal. Peter meets up with Sean and tells him he doesn't feel like being double-crossed. Um, you you are double-crossing? He's double-crossing the double-crosser. Sean wants to know where Cruz is, and Peter has killed her. Uh Uh-huh. Sean raises his fist as if to attack Peter, but pulls himself back as if he needs Peter, as he needs Peter. Sean orders Peter to call Felicia to go to get her to Mexico City. Oh, oh, this was so good. So, you know how they always say, operator, call 555. Yeah. Or do you remember, like, back in the 90s, they would say JLK5 or JL5? No, but okay. Anyway, it's 555. Okay. Like, when you, it's like JL5. Okay. Peter called on a payphone to call area code 716. Okay. Area code 716 belongs to Buffalo, New York. Ah! The number that he had called was 716-336. I'm not going to say the rest because they were actual numbers. Okay. But I Googled it and it's not a publicly listed number right now. Okay. However, obviously that does not mean that it does not belong to someone. So I am not. Right. I have have written down. (laughs) What the phone number is. Let's call it. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, do you know who Peter Harrell is? Mm -hmm. He's trying to get a hold. (laughs) We need the Aztec princess (laughs) ring. But if you go back and watch the Sean Donnelly episodes on YouTube of 1984, The Mexican Adventure, you're going to also hear the same number. That's all I'm going to say. But I just wanted that it was really interesting that, that they didn't say like the five five five. Right. That is. It was just it was seven one six, and I was like, wait a second, because I used to have a friend who lived in Batavia. There you go. And I was like, wait That's a, wait a second. I'm like, I'm pretty yeah. darn sure. All right. So Peter tells Felicia that he has found the scepter and is on her. He wants her to join him in Mexico so they can go to Texas together to return the treasure, and asks her to bring the ring with her. No. And he was very. It was kind of creepy to watch him go from. Being, you know, the dude talking to Peter or to Sean and then being like, hey, Felicia, yeah, yeah, it's me. It's me because she had no clue. Right. I hope she wasn't that dumb. Yeah. We'll find out. So then back at the Hacienda, Holly is enjoying the lounge by the pool. She enjoys her lunch and is smiling smugly because, you know, she knows what she she did. She knows she's going to be getting a phone call pretty soon. Meanwhile, 
the boys sleep in the Jeep. They are hot and tired and dusty and have no food or water and are miles from anywhere. Holly coolly pulls up in the very cool convertible fun car and asks the boys if they would like some lunch. They quickly realize that she has sabotaged their car. She points out she only did that so they would realize how much they needed her. They follow the glyph directions and stop at another cantina where the locals laugh at them and ask about a water when they ask about a waterfall as they are traveling through a desert area. They follow the coordinates to another location but come up empty handed and decided to go back to Sean's and get him to come out with them as they haven't been able to find the next glyph. Meanwhile, back in Port Charles, Tony tells Frisco that his plane has been delayed a couple of hours and demands answers as to where he is going and what he's up to. Frisco fills him in on Robert's friends, Sean and Luke, and tells him that he is going to Sean's villa. Laura tries to warn Mariah about Slater that she thinks he is part of the gang, but Mariah trusts him and doesn't want to listen. Later, when the mail is delivered, Laura sees Slater steal a letter from Felicia. She confronts him on it, and he comes on to her and suggests she is trying to get close to him to and kiss close to him to kiss him. And she's like, "No, I'm knocked up by someone else. Thank you." Laura comes back into the main room and hears Slater on the phone telling someone that he has found Felicia. She rips the phone cord out of the wall before he can divulge her location. He grabs her, and Laura screams for Mariah. She comes in and hits him over the head with a vase and knocks him out. They stuff him in a closet and close the door and try to brace it with a chair. They are deciding about how to proceed and Felicia urges her to call Frisco immediately. Slater breaks out of the closet, ties Mariah up, and is tying Laura up when Dodd and Clem, the mailman, enter. Mm -hmm. When he turns towards them, Laura knocks him down and he runs out. Mariah calls Frisco and warns him that the bad guy knows where Felicia is and she is no longer safe hiding out with him. He tells her that Peter called and Felicia left him a note that she is headed to Mexico City. Mariah is horrified as she never gave Peter Frisco's phone number and she realizes it is a setup and they have all become very worried about Felicia's safety. This entire scene, it sounds it just, good. It reminded me, I mean, we saw Fel- or we saw Laura in the FBI. Mm-hmm. So it was so good because as soon as Slater comes in, and is like kind of going after them. And then it was also still kind of like the 80 Jeezies where Mariah, like it was very obviously like, <laughs> here's the face. Clunk. <laughs> right, right, right. But it was still just, it was so good. And it reminded me of, I'm like, yeah, that's Laura. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad we do have, I feel Laura back. Yes, yeah, so she is back. In her storyline was so good back then, and they did let it fall. For in a fairness, while. I mean, she's not a little the, older. She's a little, older, a little older, but I feel like they are giving her back the fierceness, right? Her spunk. That yes, yes, like she's not. She's gonna hit with you with a plunger, right? <laughs> you know, it's she's not just gonna let that stuff go. Exactly. So then Felicia arrives in Mexico and her and Peter are reunited. She wants to see the scepter, but he bluffs that he wants to spend some time alone with her before they go to Mexico. She ignores his desire for a personal interlude. She bluffs herself and asks him to return the scepter. And as soon as she can return it to her grandmother, that they can discuss spending time alone together. He tells her he has hidden the scepter and doesn't mind waiting to be able to spend time alone with her and leans down for a kiss. 
Back at Sean's, Robert wants to wait for Sean to return, but Luke feels he has to proceed without Sean as it is his neck on the line and he can't afford to wait for Sean. Robert argues that they need Sean's help to decipher the glyphics while Luke worries that Peter is way ahead of them. Robert points out that they got stuck and it's very possible that Peter has also been delayed trying to decipher the glyphics. Luke is stopped by leaving due to illness. Oh my gosh, in the video, I think that it, it kind okay. So it seemed like food illness, but I wasn't sure if it was like, is it Montezuma's revenge a type of thing that they sure. say in Mexico? Like, don't drink the water. Oh, that could be. So something. Did sure. you ever watch Sex in the City? No. We've been over this. Before. Seriously? How have you never? There was a part it. in like the first movie where Charlotte finally opened her mouth and then she went Poughkeepsie in her pants. Okay. So Lucas food is food sickness or water sickness. So he has no choice but to wait for Sean to return. He arrives, Frisco arrives and immediately asks where Felicia is. Frisco is worried when he realizes she isn't there and that Peter set her up to go to Mexico. He asks them to help find Felicia. Luke warns Frisco that Peter is dangerous and that he isn't a good idea. And if Felicia is with him, she is in serious danger. Luke tells him that Peter stabbed his own partner in order to set Luke up. Frisco starts to put the pieces together and realizes that Peter will have Felicia, the scepter, and the ring, and then realizes that once Peter gets the ring from her, that he won't need her any longer and he will kill her. It's almost like this Peter won't go away no matter what we try to do. Something Nate. Why have they not well because remember, this Peter is Levi Dunkelman's dad. So you can go back and listen to our recap of Maxie. Yes. And her ex Levi. Great. But why did they give Peter August the new like the name Peter? Their bad guy name. This time they went with Peter again that he's the bad guy. So Peter is giving Felicia guilt. He is her fiance and he knows he deserves a warmer reception from her. He feels that her family treasure is more important to her and than he is, and he wishes that he never went after the scepter. So she wants to know where Luke Spencer is. Didn't he help Peter retrieve the scepter? He fudges about Luke's involvement and stalls her some more and orders champagne and tells her he wants Wait, to spend some time. They also wanted the largest plate of canapes. Just throwing it out there. He said, Your best bottle of champagne and a large tray of canapes. He wants to spend some time alone with her and that love takes priority over everything else and holds her close while Felicia is obviously not enjoying his embrace. Peter tries to get her ring off her finger. Her instincts begin telling her that it is not right with her former boyfriend. She asks Fiance! Well, she calls him the former. There's a discrepancy no, here. No, no. He says fiance. In the videos, former she, boyfriend. In the videos, she 1,000% refers to him as fiance. Okay. So her instincts begin to tell her that... Because Frisco's all like, why didn't you tell me you were engaged? Because you're way hotter than my boyfriend, Frisco. Anyway... Her instincts begin telling her that not all is right with her fiancé, and she asks him how he got her phone number in Port Charles, and he claims from her grandmother. Uh, mm -mm. He tells her 
She is exhausted, and if she lays down and relaxes, she will feel better. She just wants to set her back and becomes more insistent. He tries to calm her agitation by assuring her that as soon as she rests, they will retrieve the scepter. As she closes her eyes, she tries to pick up her hand. He tries to pick up her hand that she was wearing the ring on. She pulls away to rest that hand under her head, protecting the ring. Peter calls Sean and tells him that he has Felicia and once he gets the ring that they won't need her anymore. Evidently, Sean points out that she may still have information they can use and gets Peter to agree to bring her to the waterfall. Felicia wakes up and Peter promises her that they will go get the scepter in the morning. I could honest to goodness not tell in this video if she was intentionally hiding the ring. Of course like, she was. But she did a good job at it. Like in the video, like she rolled over and just shoved her hand under her pillow because she doesn't want him. But at the same it. time, two seconds earlier, she was wide awake. I don't care if I'm trying to protect my ring. I'm just saying, I'm not letting you get. I was to like, it. really, you just really fell asleep that quickly. Some people fall asleep quickly. I do not. I don't understand those people. But no matter what, I would protect my ring. So Sean has arranged for some time. To tip off the police that the fugitive is staying at Sean's house while Sean isn't even in town. Luke and the gang are spotted along the road by one of Paco's officers who runs up and tries to stop them. They make their getaway while Paco questions Sean's maid. While he is there, he gets a call that Luke was spotted headed towards the Vialho jungle. Paco and his troops are in hot pursuit. The officers are stopped as a wedding party blocks the street. Of course. Luke stops and pays the wedding limo driver to drive off with their car while the gang piles into the limo. I would be so mad if that was my wedding. I would be so mad too. That is my limo. Peter has taken Felicia to the jungle and is just <gasps> all pretense of being her loving boyfriend as he drags her through the jungle. She demands to know if this is where the scepter is. He assures her it is so, so she doesn't fight with him. That is until he demands to see the ring and she throws it and takes off running. And this is where we're like, oh my gosh, they had an actual budget to work with <laughs> because they were running through an actual not fake plans. Peter stops to pick up the ring and takes off after her. No, he doesn't. He is searching fervently for this ring. I mean, he doesn't just, that sentence makes it sound like, oops, here we go. No, no, no. He is like searching for it. And then he takes off after her. The limo runs out of gas and the guys are all anxious to get going. Luke to the end so he can get back to Laura and Robert to get Holly back to safety as he is worried that something might happen to her. And Frisco is desperate to get to Felicia, who is in immediate danger as she runs through the jungle to evade Peter. And these were legit scenes of her running through actual that is so cool. greenery. All of this. Sean steps in front of Peter and demands the ring from him. He tells him not to worry about Felicia as she isn't going anywhere. Just then, another guy steps out from behind the tree to capture Felicia. Frisco, Robert, Luke, and Holly all arrive at the jungle location and are surprised to find Sean's car already there. Robert surmises that Sean is there to help analyze the glyphs. The guys go to unload the supplies from the car while Frisco walks out onto the bridge. He hears Felicia screaming in the jungle and takes off running. Luke and Robert right behind him. Felicia has broken free of her captor and runs through the jungle. Felicia is caught and resumes screaming as, as Frisco follows the sound of her voice. 
And this was awesome because, I mean, it was just kind of like the, you know, it was the romantic. Come save me. Oh my gosh, I hear you. We're going to come run your way. (laughs) You know, the type of 80s cheese. That we loved. He tackles her captor and momentarily stuns him as the goon falls to the ground. He embraces Felicia, relieved she is okay. Her captor takes off running before Luke and Robert come upon them. I love this writing. Luke is relieved to see that she is okay and knows her from the ranch in Texas. Because again, he met her a hot minute. Well, they met for like a second. Right. They tell Frisco to take Felicia back to the car. They join Holly as Paco comes along to question her. She tells the officer that Peter has stolen from Felicia and framed Luke for the murder and is in the jungle. Paco orders them guarded as he takes off to the jungle. Felicia is desperate to get her ring and the scepter. Holly distracts the guards and Felicia and Frisco run back to the jungle. Sean and Peter arrive at the entrance of the crypt and are able to open the entrance. Sean deciphers the code and using the ring and opens the entrance to the crypt and reveals the Aztec treasure is it like <gasps> peter drools over it and can't wait to get his hands on it do you know what this reminds me of it was legends of the hidden temple on nickelodeon oh so <laughs> when he questions sean further sean pulls a gun on him and tells him he doesn't tolerate being double crossed and after peter killed cruz that he is lucky sean lets him live this long Okay, I actually understand this logic because although Sean, wait, no, Sean was only honest with Cruz about the fact that he was using Peter and Robert and Luke. Right. So Peter kind of has the same logic going back against Sean because they were all trying to screw each other. The only people who weren't were Robert and Luke Luke. or Mm -hmm. Cruz. No, Cruz knew too. Yes. So the only people who were not trying to double cross right here were Robert and Luke. Yes. So Peter could have killed Sean on the same. Right. Okay. They fight and Peter knocks Sean out. When Robert and Luke enter the tunnel, Peter fires, hitting Sean, knocks down, knocks Robert down and then punches Luke and he falls back. Peter escapes into the jungle. Luke follows and catches him at the waterfall and they fight. And guess what guys? They legit fought at an actual waterfall. That was really hot. The officer shoots Peter and he falls over the waterfall. He holds his gun on Luke as he climbs back up to the entrance of the crypt. The officers hold them all at gunpoint. That is the worst explanation. Like, Luke pretty much, like, punched Peter. Okay, from what I remember of the video, Luke punched Peter and I feel like Luke punched him over the waterfall before the officer shot him. Okay. I also could be misremembering this. All right. So it says, then the officer holds them all at gunpoint. Luke asks Sean how he wound up there, and Sean admits he realized his calculations were off and came down to try to stop Peter himself. They find the ring and return it to Felicia, while Sean claims it's just an empty chamber. The officer determines he will bring them all in for questioning. Robert flashes his police badge and tells him of his and Sean's WSB background. This earns a certain respect for the officer, but doesn't help Luke's situation. No. The officer decides to bring them all in so he can sort out the facts from fiction. They all gather at the police station. Felicia tells of the theft of her family heirlooms and how Peter enticed her to come down to Mexico, then took her hostage and stole her ring. 
Luke continues that he was trying to retrieve the scepter from the thief, and while he was knocked out, that Peter killed his partner to set Luke up. Sean and Robert's credentials lend credibility to their story. Finally, the officer accepts Luke's version and decides to release him of the murder charges. Paco is very impressed with Holly's ability to neutralize his guard during Frisco and Felicia's escape and offers her a job on his police force should she ever be interested. Nice. Robert growls as she pretends to consider it. No, he also gives her the official, um, like badge thing? No, 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 The, um, sketch. Oh. And he's like, oh, for your collection. <gasps> nice. Oh right. God, so it throws back so to when he saw her, like, in the, said, I collect yeah. them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, here you go for your collection. That's funny. Felicia and Frisco talk back at Sean's. She is so disappointed about letting go of the dream of the Aztec treasure, and she feels so betrayed by Peter. Frisco and her encourages her to look for a new dream and reminds her she has her family heirlooms back. Luke, blah, 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 Luke. Luke is desperate to get in touch with Laura, but once again can't get a phone call through to her. Luke is worried now about telling Laura about the murder charges. He knows she's going to be very upset with him that he didn't tell her about what he was up to. He decides with Holly's advice that maybe he should downplay the murder charge. When he does reach Laura, she hangs up on him. No kidding! Sean reports that the treasure is found. It's safe for the moment. They all gather for dinner and Felicia is homesick and invites Frisco to go to Texas with her. Next from so this Soap is Net on oh my god I want Soapnet back me too edited to Luke Laura Robert Holly Sean Frisco and Felicia scenes the gang all arrive at Mariah's in Texas Mariah rejoices to have Felicia home with her Luke introduces Mariah to Robert Holly Sean and Frisco she thanks them profusely for all of their help as Felicia returns the scepter to her. Luke? Could you imagine introducing Robert, Holly, Sean, and Frisco? Like, <laughs> Mariah, Mariah, Mariah was cool. Mariah was cool. So she was on Absolutely she was. So Luke goes up to their bedroom to see Laura. She is furious at him and wants to know why he didn't send for her. He says he didn't want her involved in all that danger that they were in and begins kissing her. She wants to know what the heck. <laughs> he says that Robert and Holly just sort of showed up. While he was down there, she is even angrier that Holly went along on the adventure. And this is but what I was, was saying. Yes, for her. So she begins pummeling him with And a this is what I was talking about earlier when I was like, remember this because. Right. She's upset. She, she really laid into him and she's like, oh, sure. It's too much for me to be down there, but not enough for Holly to be down there. But I feel like. At the end, that makes sense then. Because no, then they snuggle in bed. He didn't know. It doesn't matter. It was but too no, dangerous but for But she her. was giving him crap. But it doesn't even, she was, but it was, she needed to stay safe because of the baby. But he didn't know that it was matter. So they snuggle in bed. Amanda is blocking her face right now, <laughs> just so you know. They snuggle in bed <laughs> as he tries to tell her that Holly sat cooling her heels back at Sean's. She tells him that despite his efforts to protect her, that she has had to fight for her life against Jack Slater. His foot hits the toy train that she's hidden in the bed. No. He's curious why it's in the bed, and she tells him that if Lucas Jr. is anything like his father, that he will also love trains. Luke is solely interested 
and being with Laura and doesn't want to talk about trains. And it dawns on him what Laura meant, and he looks at her tenderly with the dawning realization that he will be a father. He tells her that if he ever did anything right in his whole life, it was marrying her. He is so happy to be with her. He has a beautiful Are you ready to cry? <laughs> and she cautions him that she can't promise him it will be a boy. First of all, he did not... No. That's so nice. I Amanda is ready to cry. And I don't want to burst her bubble, but it legit took her like three or four times of saying, yeah, but here's the deal. And like, she kind of kept kicking over the toy and he's like, men are a little slow. Okay. The point is that he, she had the train. So then Luke determines that their child will be the most remarkable child ever born. He jumps up to call Aunt Ruby with the good news. And she is thrilled and hopes they will come home for Christmas. Laura tells her that she doesn't think they should come back to Port Charles without Leslie being there. Luke invites Ruby and Bobby to come to the ranch for Christmas. After they get off the phone, Luke shouts down that they are gonna have a baby. I do not like how these past three sentences were written. Because... No, no. I'm not saying that the same sentiment is not there. However, they're kind of like all lovey-dovey. And then they're like, oh, we should call somebody. And he's like, oh, my gosh, let's call Ruby. You know, but no, no, no. The way that this is written out, it doesn't (sighs) capture the, like, the, I don't know. You have to watch it. Because they're kind of still like all snuggled up together. Like they're still in bed. No, no, but they're still in bed and they're like, who should we call? So he calls Ruby and they kind of say something and she's like, Oh my gosh, wait, like there's a baby coming. How do you know? And Laura's like, well, I haven't. No, if I took a test. No, actually. So after all this that we talked about at the beginning, I am 98% sure from this conversation that I'm remembering now on YouTube, she didn't even go to the doctor. Um, <laughs> so I apologize for everything at the beginning of this episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> then Luke says, you'll tell Bobby, right? And then Ruby's like, oh, so we'll see you guys at Christmas. And Laura just, she's like, I really don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of emotions missing in this. Well, obviously, because Lee, there's emotions missing. Ruby was understanding of Laura saying, I really don't know if we're going to be there for Christmas because, you know, my mom just passed away. I don't know if we'll be there. Can you tell Bobby and this and the other thing? And then Luke runs out into the hallway wearing the sheet around his waist and yells down, the Spencers are having a baby. Very cute. So yeah, Luke saying Luke shall down there having a baby takes back from the, no, he legit ran out into the hallway and said, we're having a baby with like the sheet around his waist and everything as Laura runs out after him and is like, wait a second, you know? Yes. Mariah discourages Felicia from continuing to look for the treasure. Felicia is sure that she wants to help find the family to help find it and save the family ranch. And that's the thing. Like her whole thing with all of this has been, yeah, if I find out that this ring, that this 
scepter that this what have you is of significance. Like I'm going to help the family. Sean is discouraging and he invites them all back to the villa for a Mexican vacation. Luke begs off as he has to get back to his cattle ranch and doesn't want Laura traveling. Robert agrees only if Sean will come to Port Charles and begins a sales pitch of the city. Robert, Sean, and Luke toast and have some guys time together as Frisco kisses Felicia on the stairs. Mm-hmm. She takes him outside and shows him the grounds. And then the next morning, everyone gathers for breakfast, except for Luke and Laura. They have returned home and Laura shows up shows him her new bed and this was so sweet because when they were talking on the phone he was like so do you have the new bed like this that and the other thing and but she kept saying like she wasn't going to try their new mattress without him beside her and everything at their new ranch whatever so he brings her a picnic basket full of sparkling cider because you know she can't drink and they can toast to their new life Luke worries whether he'll be smart enough to be a father. Okay, so there was one part where Laura says something about the cowboy, and that's what Luke always called Lucky. (laughs) 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 And I was just like, oh my gosh, is that where that came But seriously, is that where that came from? I don't know. (laughs) And they snuggle and enjoy being together. Okay. okay. Think about it. Like, isn't that okay? <laughs> so I cannot believe to this day. And again, this is the beginning of February, so we don't know what has happened by the time this is released. I cannot believe to this day that Lucky and Lulu would not have been at the. I agree. I agree. It's okay. Yes. So he can't really be dead. So Mariah asks for Frisco's help in discouraging Felicia from pursuing the treasure. She is concerned that Felicia is obsessed with it and Mariah would like her to stay with her on the ranch. Frisco warns her that he wants Felicia to return to Port Charles with him. Later, Sean suggests that Felicia continue her education. She says that she couldn't afford to pursue her master's. Sean offers to pay for graduate school and tells her I that wish Port I Charles had a Sean University in my life. Mm-hmm. Port Charles University has a wonderful graduate program in ancient Aztec studies. Of course it does. Yes. Why would not <laughs> exactly. Upper State New York to have a whole State thing about Aztec University Aztec have an entire in the 1980s. Aztec studies, absolutely. <laughs> loves the idea and throws his support behind it. Felicia says she would never be able to repay him for that expense and he clarifies that it would be his gift and his thanks would be knowing that he was helping her get our education so then sean tells mariah his offer but she is less than thrilled with the idea of losing felicia she tells frisco privately that she wishes he was on her side to support felicia in staying in texas the next morning sean brings it up again and asks that she has given his proposal given his proposal any thought sean continues to sell the idea to mariah He says that since he doesn't have any children of his own, it would give him a great deal of joy to assist in her education. I don't like how so much of this is because the conversation as it's reading right now isn't how it is perceived on the video. Given his interest in Aztec culture, he likes Uh the idea of her continuing her education and he would like to help make that possible, especially given 
that she is a true Aztec princess. He makes a good case for Felicia being able to continue her education without the financial concerns. Basically, he guilts her into agreeing. How could she say no? Sean suggests that they have her ring photographed and put in an archaeological journal. Perhaps it will generate interest and lead to additional clues. One of Sean's cohorts poses as a professor who photographs the ring. Sean creates a distraction and his partner takes an imprint of the ring. The imprint will be used to open the crypt. Mariah tells Felicia that she will not stand in her way as Felicia immediately makes plans to return to Port Charles. Sean breaks out his tequila from his private reserve and Holly and Robert get a bit mm-hmm. toasted. Oh, yeah. Next, Sean brings out the Mexican wine and he toasts Felicia returning to Port Charles. When Mariah quietly excuses herself, Felicia follows her out. They are all getting a bit toasted when Sean then breaks out the Mexican brandy. Holly excuses herself next. Robert laments his life of boredom back in Port Charles and with life as a police commissioner. He is already missing being out of the big adventure. They toast the return to Port Charles. And then in August of 85, I almost said 95, sorry, August of 85, Ruby answers the phone and it's Luke telling her about Lucky's birth. Robert then answers the phone and hears the good news. After he gets off the phone, Bert questions why he didn't tell Luke about Holly's kidnapping. Sean had taken her hostage in, at the end of the Aztec storyline. Robert observes because he knows Luke would be on the next plane out and he needs to be home enjoying this time with Laura and the baby. A sad Robert worries if he would know if Holly was dead. Then Bobby becomes ecstatic when she gets a call at GH telling her the happy news and she soon makes it over to Ruby's to share the joy. Luke is not seen during these phone calls, but it's really nice that the writers cared enough about Luke and Laura fans to give them this moment of happy news and pay tribute to the couple. And then Curly Q writes, I also added a 1984 Regis interview with Tristan and Emma that took place at a mall. The great interview. Remember the great malls of the 80s? They talk about taping the Mexico adventure, the location shots, Luke and Robert together again. That would be awesome to watch. So. A little bit of that I felt like was very Go different ahead. than Give what I watching. saw. Recap. No, I was just going to say, I'm like, when I was watching, he was very <laughs> shady about it. So his entire interest in Felicia getting her master's degree was so that he got closer to the Aztec treasure. And he was like, yeah, 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 I'll pay for it. Okay, because I like And Sean. now he's Maxie's godfather. So it was and I know that we did an entire four one one on Sean, but watching this, I'm like Okay, so this was like eighty four, five. So I was four or five. So I didn't love Sean then. I Why do you not remember? I know, I'm sorry that when I was four or five, I don't remember. So I feel like this Sean mm-hmm. is kind of like how we kind of talk about Sonny now. And it's like yeah, we understand. He did a lot of really, really bad stuff. But you have to hear him out. Yes. Okay. All right. So that was the Mexican whatever. And okay. then next we're going to go to the Aztec. Yeah. There's like so story much that I really can't get into because right, of the Frisco them. and Felicia side of this entire story. Because they were barely in this. Right. All right. So we're going to end with this one. And then next week we'll talk about Frisco and Felicia side. Yes. Absolutely. So have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Pier 54 Podcast. 
Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.